Welcome to the Brand and Hustle podcast, the no fluff, no bull broadcast for busy entrepreneurs who need fast, effective business strategies. Get ready to build your business, your brand, and your bank account with Master Brand Coach Jay Stone. Hey guys, hey, 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 it's me, Jay Stone, the brand mother. Listen. I want to talk to you guys a little bit. I'm going to pull back the curtain and talk to you a little bit about mistakes that I've made in my business. So if you don't know me, never joined, never seen me before. Um, and if you have seen me, but you don't know who I am. So let me just do a quick introduction. My name is Jay Stone. I am a master brand strategist. I've been in business for 20 years and I help service-based entrepreneurs build profitable online brands. Okay. So been in business for 20 years all right 20 years as of this year 20 years so yay me okay hey guys hey 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 everybody in the comments so i've been in business 20 years and i learned a lot of lessons i made a lot of in 20 years i made a lot of mistakes and i know you guys look at me you look at the brand and you look at oh jay stone you know she's on media roland martin you know she's got all these clients blah 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 but that's because you're watching the success. You didn't get to see all the mistakes. You didn't get to see all the fuck ups, right? So the first thing I'm going to talk about, one of the things that kept me stuck in my business for years, for years, okay, was my ego. I'm going to just let that marinate for a second, okay? My ego. Oh, I got hair hanging out here. Okay. My ego. All right, I'm going to say that one more time. My ego. All right, it's very hard to admit that you have an ego problem. But an ego problem is really, really, really common among people who excel at what they do. So if you're good at what you do, right? If you're a hairstylist, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know that you can lay some hair. If you're a makeup artist, if you are a coach or a business coach, a consultant, or any of that, right? You're probably an entrepreneur because you've excelled and people pay you money, right, for what you do. Here's the thing about being the smartest person or the most talented person or the best at that. There's nobody to challenge us, right? And when there's nobody challenging, you're always the smartest person in the room or the most talented person in the club. Wherever you are, you're, you're always the best. Nobody challenges that, right? So I, I, I definitely know for me, right? I was always very, very smart in school, right? I was always very, very smart in the neighborhood. I always excelled. I got scholarships for this and did this for that. So there's a level of other people aren't as smart as me, so I know everything. So it became the know-it-all attitude, right? And it's so interesting because you attract who you are, right? I attract a lot of arrogant, egotistical, know-it-all clients. And I ain't judging them. I'm saying that's who I have been in, at some stage in my life. And so my, that energy, right, finds me. So you have to understand if you, if you're attracting a certain kind of people, what it is it about you that resonates with them, right? And so it's what people call confidence. You know, people who are arrogant, who are egotistical, have a lot of confidence, but it crosses over the line. So here I was in business, had had a level of success in about year seven, right? Up to seven, eight years and had had a level of success, right? And so nobody could tell me anything because I was rolling with the big dogs. My clients in Atlanta were the top dogs 
in the city, right? You know, I, I'm doing work for the city of Atlanta. I'm doing work for the mayor's office. I got a couple of you're going to tell me when I'm rolling at that level, right? So there's a lot of ego and a lot of arrogance. Okay, so let's move forward. Enter Facebook, enter social media, enter blogging, enter all of those things, right? I didn't know those platforms that well because I, you know, 20 years ago, we building business, you know, we going to the chamber of commerce type of thing to build business. There was no online thing to learn to do. And so I was so committed to what I knew that I didn't want to try anything different. So I had people that were very successful in the online space trying to tell me, Jay, here's some digital products you can do. Jay, you should start a membership. Jay, you should do. No, I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to do that. I don't like that. And I can remember, I can remember uh, the my accountant at the time telling me that I should launch a template and charge $20 for it or $40 for it. And I was like, I am Jay Stone, okay? I'm not finna have no $10 products. I'm not finna have no $99 products. I'm Jay Stone, okay? Right? I, I operate at a certain level. You know, there's a certain amount of money that people need to be prepared to spend when they come in. Okay. So fast forward a few years, right? Fast forward a few years. And I finally just out of frustration, just to shut her up, I launched uh, these templates, right? And I lost these templates. So I guess I lost the templates probably in like 2016, 2018, 2018, 2018. And they became the top selling product that I have to the point where it oversold in some in some months, I sold more in templates than I did in coaching, right? To the point where in 2020, when I had the pandemic, when the pandemic hit, I was able to launch an entire membership. Uh, initially, starting out with people getting templates and expanding into business training and business learning. Joinbizcandy.com, by the way. Joinbizcandy.com. B-I-Z-C-A-N-D-Y.com. That's the membership. Anyway, the whole point was that wasn't the only time, right? That wasn't the only time. So I remember taking a hiatus from branding for a while and I had started, um, and you guys can comment, you know, if you've got challenges with your ego, go ahead and say me too, right? Um, I remember when, you know, having done all this work, I, I, I let my agency be dormant for a few years. And then I decided in 2016 to come back and launch the agency again. But while I had the talent, I didn't have the infrastructure, okay? You know, project came, it dropped in my lap, okay? And when it dropped in my lap, you know, there's all these people to serve, but I didn't have the infrastructure. The, experience, the customer experience for them was shitty. It was a shitty customer experience. While they were all 100% pleased with the deliverables and the outcome, their complaint was the experience. And this is where my ego had to take the hit. So I had to sit there one-on-one -on -one and listen to that feedback. And they would tell me how shitty the experience was. It was unorganized. It was all over the place. It was all fucked up, right? And I had to listen to that. And it was hard to hear that. And I cried. I would get off the phone and I would cry. <laughs> Jay's done. I've been doing this for a lot of years. You know, I'm just a mess, right? And then get back on the next call. Drama teams get back on this call. Hi, can you tell me about your experience? And I did that 13 fucking times over a period of a couple of days. I was a mess. My ego could not handle the fact that I was told that I was less than perfect. So here's where my work kicked in, right? My work kicked in. 
right? Is that why did my imperfections land so hard on my ego? Okay. It landed so hard because my self-worth was tied up, okay, in being perfect and being untouchable and being unscrutinizable, okay? So no one could, I was, I was beyond, you know, reproach in every aspect. All of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I wasn't. I wasn't perfect. I delivered by the grace of God, right? But I wasn't perfect. It wasn't a good experience, right? And I had to swallow all of that. Hey, Dr. Lucci. I had to swallow all of that pride and take that hit, okay? So that was 2016. 2017, relaunched the program, okay? Redid it. Hired someone to teach me how to do this group program and create the structure that was required, okay? So that first year, totally shit. Second year, second year, the members of the program voted me the best professor of the program. And I was best professor for like two or three more years running, right? Because it was a, a, a school that we teach at, right? I was best professor for like three years running, right? Because I took the hit and I took the feedback and I applied it, right? Your ego can keep you stuck. It, so for me, it kept me stuck in two ways. The first way it kept me stuck from seeing the opportunity because I thought it was beneath me. All right. I thought it was beneath me. And what I was looking at is the, the dollars, right? The dollars at the $20 product, the $40 product. I was looking at the fact that, you know, why would I charge that much for considering who, who I am in the universe, right? That was so, so ego, so much ego. Okay. So fucking arrogant. All right. So why would I let, why would I charge so little, right? What I missed is the volume. What I missed was how much volume I could do, which equaled, because I could sell to more people, less work, less drama, okay? So the first thing was I was too arrogant and egotistical to listen to opportunities. I was a know-it-all. I knew everything. I wasn't doing belittle myself. The second thing was I had to learn to hear the feedback, the hard shit. I had to swallow my ego. I had to not let it define me, and I had to hear it and improve upon it right? Feedback is hard. Being told that you're not perfect is difficult, right? But it is by far where we learn our greatest lessons come from our deepest pain. Our greatest lessons come from our deepest pain. I'm going to say that one more time. Our greatest lessons come from our deepest pain. So when something is uncomfortable for you, when something is painful for you, when your ego resists the feedback, when your ego resists the communication, right? You've got to take the time to stop and think and say, okay, why am I resistant? Is it valid? Right? And how can I grow? Because what we want to do, what our ego tells us to do is to dismiss the feedback. Our ego tells us to dismiss the feedback, right? Because it's so hard to hear. It's hurtful. It's painful, especially if you're already struggling with your internal confidence, right? Or you've already built your confidence based on the fact that you built it off some bullshit, right? Off your own bullshit, off your own hype, okay? So... It's really, really important to get a handle on that because it was when I got the handle on the ego, when I got the handle on the arrogance, it's when I truly, truly, truly started to grow. And let me, let's, let me tell you a little secret. It's still hard to hear feedback. 
20 years in sometimes, it's still hard to feel hear feedback. My knee-jerk reaction is to defend my process, okay? My knee-jerk reaction is to defend what I did or how I moved. That's the knee-jerk reaction. And then I have to stop myself and pull back and say, okay, okay, learn what's the lesson here. So that's what I'm going to tell you. So just to recap, all right? There are two different ways. Thank you, ring doorbell. <laughs> there are two different ways, okay, that your ego can keep you stuck, right? One, you can miss opportunities. Two, you can miss feedback, which is opportunity to grow, okay? So I just wanted to share how I jacked up, how I messed it up. Hopefully you guys have learned a little bit from that. And if you're not already following me, go ahead and follow me. I'm Jay Stone, Master Brand Strategist. Thank you guys for joining me today, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>